You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of Stars and Influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live. Next. Yeah, you hear that future in the background? <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome to another edition of Black Hollywood Live Next, where we talk to all the upcoming and next people that you need to know yes. because they are thebomb.com. Today's no exception. We have a great guest. I am one of your hosts, Megan Thomas, at Meg Scoop on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. What about you? And I'm Courtney Tezno. You guys can keep in touch at Tezno's on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, and make sure you use the hashtag BHL Next if you have any questions for our guests. Let us know what's up. And also, don't forget to go to podcastone.com. Yes. It's a survey to let us know how we're doing. If you love us, let us know. If you hate us, let us know. But be mm-hmm. nice. Just yeah. let us know. Okay. Please. You gotta be mean. But yeah, it only takes three minutes. So go to podcastone.com and be sure to let us know how you th- what you think of us. Yeah. Today we have this gentleman. You've seen him on MTV's Faking it. Get <laughs> up for Keith Powers, y'all. Yes. Hey, what's up? Hand clap it yes, up. hand clap it up. Hand clap it up. <laughs> what's it like being on that show, by the way? Um, I love it. I love my cast. I love the writers. I love the showrunner. Um, it's it's amazing. It's like I don't. It doesn't even feel like work. Like, really? I love. Going. That's good. That's, That's how you know thing. you're yeah, in the right place. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the type that get to set like 30 minutes early and stuff. I just, like <laughs> I just like being around everyone. I just love my cast. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start off with some current event stuff. Okay. Let's talk about some casting news. Yes. Um, yes, so Cuba Gooding Jr. is going to be in a new movie. It's a slave movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you guys think about all these slave movies that are coming out? Are you like, is uh-huh. it good for black actors, or do you feel like this is overkill? Uh, I think it's good in the sense that, you know, you always need to remind America what happened and Right. You know, about that that history. Of course, it could get to a point where it's like, okay, we could play different roles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't want to see this all the time. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't if you don't put them out, then people are going to be like, oh, well, you need to remind people. And if you do, people are going to be like, it's overkill, like you said. So, yeah. I mean, it goes both ways. But I think there's, a, there's pros and cons to it, more so pros, because I feel like the young kids coming up, you know, they don't know too much about it. Even if they are getting taught it in school, you right. still need those movies. You still need Hollywood to get behind it and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, would I you, think yeah. if it's giving you jobs, then come on now. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, right. Would exactly. you be in a slave movie, King? Yeah, I would, of course. What kind of slave would you be? I don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> you trying to say? House slave? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like, because I, I watch like, okay, so I watched, you know, 12 Years a Slave and I watch, uh, uh-huh. you know, all the slave movies. I'm like, okay, what mm-hmm. kind of slave? Would I be like one that would like fight? Uh, or would I be like, okay, let me just play my role because I think I would want to be one that fights. I, w- right. I would love to like be Jango's that the one. Yeah, that's I, like, like, I want to be yeah, Jango. <laughs> I don't want to be like the the scary one or the like right, the one right. that just. I want to be the one that's rebellious, you know, mm-hmm. towards you know the slave masters. If I did have to do one, yeah, Definitely. right. I right. think that makes it more of an impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So then, um, you're gonna see uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. in the new movie. Yeah. It's called Freedom, and it's gonna be really good because it talks about him. He goes, he's, you know, his grandfather meets up with a man, yeah. and okay. he meets the man years later. It's a really really good story. So make sure you. 
be on the lookout for that. They're still putting that together, so it's going to be a while. But right. um, Sharon Leal is in it as well as Terrence Mann. So. Good, good, good. It's and us. then yeah. we started off with some music, but let's get into some fresh new beats. So there's a new song out, mm-hmm. Jennifer Hudson, well, a new music video yes. for her song, I Still Love You. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you guys see it, then I'm going to talk about it. Okay. Let's hear it. <laughs> so basically, Jennifer has like some amazing vocals, but this is a pretty much a video of a wedding, a gay marriage actually. So her whole thing is about acceptance and really the whole video, the dad is um, struggling on whether he's gonna go to his son's wedding and things of that nature. So I think it's a really good you know, music video to have mm-hmm. out right now. Caitlyn yeah. Jenner stuff is gonna, coming out, even though that's transgender. I just think it's all about love and acceptance. So yeah. I still love you seems great. What did you guys think about it? I don't like that song. I'm not. I'm not talking about the Gen- video. Okay. I'm talking about. I'm used to hearing like yeah. Jennifer Hudson singing, Blow? like mm-hmm. blowing, and it's like I still love you. It gives me like an '80s vibe. Mm-hmm. I don't that's like I think her she's singing. Going. I like her belting. You don't to love me. I get like, it. I, I get it. But look, her. as an artist, you have to like you have to push the limits sometimes. You have to challenge yourself, and I yeah. think that's what she's doing with this and making a statement at the same time now do I love me some Jennifer Hudson blowing yes honey but (laughs) I think she's doing a good job with that one what do you think um like she said I'm so used to like you know different type of music from Jennifer Hudson I Mm -hmm. applaud anyone trying to do something different in life and push a different envelope um as far as the song like it has a very 80s vibe I could have heard it in like the Scarface movie (laughs) when he was trying to dance with you know his his soon to be wife in that movie Mm -hmm. but um yeah, I like her more, you know, classic R&B music for her. Yeah. But at the same time, I always take my hat off to people trying to do something different because that takes a lot of guts. And, you know, the message behind the um, the video is a good message. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's for a reason. It has a reason behind it yeah. for people, you know, struggling with that every day. So for her to put something out like that, it's, you know, it's 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 a... Um, it's challenging, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's taking a risk, so mm-hmm. I applaud anyone. Doing okay, that, kudos know I mean? to her. Yeah. yeah, I was feeling yeah. the Iggy and uh, Iggy and Jennifer Hudson when they put out right. a little bit more. That was more okay, J Hud, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fresh beat, but it, let's go into something else. Yeah, let's talk about the next big thing. There's an app out that you need to know. It's called Unicorns. I'm okay, scared, y'all. Let me tell you what Unicorns does. Which I was like, why is anybody gonna get this app? But apparently, there's a lot of people that are starting to use it. Unicorns lets people see. It's an app that streams what you're literally doing. Going on your phone. It's like so, a mix between Periscope and Meerkat? Yes, so Periscope, Meerkat, and also there's an app called Home Screen that basically mm-hmm. just shows you the home screen. Yeah. Well, this one kind of blends all of those together, and people can literally, when they, like, I guess follow you, they can see exactly what it is that you're doing on your phone. So if you're texting, wow. they can see the little bubble, they can see your finger, they can see, like, you typing the words on the screen. Or Megan. if you are, like, playing a game, they can see that. <laughs> Megan, this is terrible. What do you mean? Not that I- Kudos to them, again, for pushing the limit. But come on now. We got to have a little bit more privacy. Yeah. You're going to download an app so someone can see everything on your phone. What if you slip up and you... Oh, no. I can just only okay, imagine. So that's like the same thing with Instagram or Facebook. Like, you shouldn't be on there if you don't want people to see your business. Exactly. Like, and you I, put your business but there. my thing is, how are they going to be successful with this app? Well, let me Who's going to download this? Let me tell you how... Apparently, a lot of people are doing it. Um, So, it started out because they were trying to create... Uh, they're, they're tech guys. So, they wanted to create something where it told people, like, okay, watch me do this. I'm going to do this. You just log on to this account. You'll see me doing this or, you know, you'll see me playing this game or you'll see me fixing this app and then you can learn how to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, that's how it started. It wasn't supposed to be a real app. It was literally 
mm-hmm. like just check what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Now people started using it like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. well, I'm a gamer. Uh, do you play video games of any yes, sort? What do you play? Um, I play NBA 2K, Call of Duty, Madden. Right. So uh, all of these people that play these games, what they'll do is they'll log on their account Mm -hmm. um, on their iPad or whatever. They'll play something. And and people will watch. Exactly. And it's huge. I was like, wait, people actually watch this? In that retrospect, it's great. Gamers, yeah. yeah. Gamers can teach each other how to pass this Mm -hmm. hard level and things like that. I'm down with that. But you know people take apps to another level, and I'm scared. I, think, I mean, I think people are so narcissistic in this society. They'll be like, yes, look at me sending this text. Especially think, if it's like a, that's a why celebrity. they lose a follower. <laughs> I think it, it, it'll work in some sense. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, what if a girl's like, I want to look up some makeup products. What sites do you use? Oh, I'm right. not going to show you right now. See? <laughs> Sorry, and yeah. like that. But right. I don't think it's, it should be something where you should be doing it every day, all day. Like, exactly. that's scary. Like, but, you know, we live in a nosy society nowadays, right. so everybody want to see what everybody's doing. But, um, yeah, like, I seen an article on it. They were talking about, like, you know, if somebody posts a picture, they could be like, this is what filter I use. <laughs> right. I don't really it's care. Yeah, like, yeah. But if you, I guess if you think about, like, celebrities and stuff, I'm sure you Kim have fans. K. Kim yeah. Kardashian. I th- see, she would that's be a good I think one. It's a good market for, it, mm-hmm. for, for, you know, people like her right. and people who, you know what I mean? That, that's where the, it's, it's good, but. I can't do some it. of your fans, I'm sure, would do that. Be like, oh, let me see what you're doing on your phone. I'm bored. I'll probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm boring. Like, I don't know. What, do you, what would I do? Like, you'll see me, like, probably scroll through Instagram. <laughs> and see? Yeah, this like, is what I do. Yeah, like, oh, he like, liked this one girl's exactly. phone. Oh, he, well, does he like her? Like, exactly. That's the man. I'll be, they'll and tune that's out why. fast. Exactly. Like, I'm done. <laughs> right. I don't want to even do this. But, anyways. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about you. Let's talk about, you know, growing yeah. up. You grew up in Sacramento, so that's not too far from Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. What was it like um, growing up there? Because it's not as heavy on movies, theater. What was it like growing up there? Um, Well, how I grew up, growing up in Sacramento was very, like, boxed in, I call it. I feel like where I grew up, you were either playing sports, you were either a scholar, or you were in the streets. Mm -hmm. Or you were all of the above. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But um, So growing up, all I knew about was, like, sports. I swear, like, sports or... Just like simple things like going to parties and stuff like that. Like I never went fishing. I remember the last time I was on a boat. Wow. I went camping with my football team like since senior year. It was a lot of stuff I didn't do or a lot of stuff I thought was weird growing up in SAC. And then when I came out here, I developed an open mind mm-hmm. about just different things and being able to travel. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. But I love growing up in Sacramento because it's humble beginnings. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. It teaches me to be grounded. It, it taught me to... Not, I, I feel like I don't need certain things to prove a certain point to certain people. Right. You know what I mean? Because I came up in such a, a dope household and around beautiful people. But sometimes it's like, man, y'all got to get out of Sacramento. <laughs> y'all got to just go. Like, go to L.A., go to New York, go to Miami, go somewhere. You know what I mean? You have to do that in order to evolve as a person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I thank God I was able to grow up in the capital of California. Yeah, <laughs> right. definitely. So, um, but, but. Man, I mean, that's where I got my first scars. That's where I got my first kiss. That's where I got everything. You know, those are all I mean? your memories, your mm-hmm. hometown memories. Exactly, exactly. But then you played football. Yes. Did you think you were going to go to the NFL, or were you always sure you wanted to be an actor? <laughs> when you're young, you think that's automatic. I'm going to the NFL. As you mm-hmm. get older, you notice how hard it is. Then reality hits. Then it it kind of gets depressing because it's like, if I don't do this, what am I going to do? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And I kind of fell into acting. And once I fell into it, I fell in love with it. Oh, so I thank God how that happened as well. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Were there any big role models that pushed you towards this industry? Anybody that you um, saw? 
big role models. I, of course, I love Denzel Washington. I love how he keeps everything on the low. You know, what I mean? to me, I feel like I don't know too much about him. All I know, all I know is what I see on you know the screens. But I actually like that. You know what I mean? And you know, Will Smith. I love his goofiness and freshman oh, yeah. growing up. Don't even get course, me started. Like, um, <laughs> like you talking about just idols in general? Or yeah, just, like, just, oh, just role models. Just role models and like yeah, people like Jay Z is a businessman. You know what I mean? I love people like Jay Z. Um, there's so many I have. Like I So love, you're a good mix between Denzel, yeah. <laughs> Denzel Smith, and Jay Z. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty exactly. good mindset exactly. to have. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So just idols. Those are definitely idols I looked up to growing up. Definitely. From my earliest memory and stuff. And of course, like Dr. Dre. Of course. <laughs> of course, Dr. Dre. That's like the first, when I think back to music, that's the first thing I could remember is him pioneering music for me. Like when I... my earliest memory about music is Dr. Dre. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all I know, especially growing up on the West Coast. So, yeah. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. we were talking about, you know, your favorite music earlier and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you were talking about yeah. biopics. Whose yeah. biopic would you want to do? Uh, you know, I actually said this before. It, it'd probably be way out, but I would love to be Michael Jackson. Ah. <laughs> do you have your moonwalk down? Right. Can I you can dance? get it down. If I was taught, if I was taught <laughs> it, I could do it. But I really, like, I love Michael Jackson. And mm-hmm. I really think I could play like a... A Billy, like a Billy Jean, Michael Jackson. Okay, I gotta but, hear that. I gotta hear that. <laughs> <laughs> see, you need, see, I probably have to lip sync, but no, nah, I, I would love to be doing Michael Jackson Bible. All right. I so what Michael what Jackson. age Michael Jackson? Because you know, there's a lot of different transitions of that um, man. You know, they got makeup now. But <laughs> <laughs> I could be the. I, I I love the bad Michael Jackson, but of course, um, like the Billy Jean thriller, yeah. Michael Jackson is Beat my it, favorite. Man. Michael mm-hmm. Jackson. That's my favorite, but the bad Michael Jackson is like the coolest, smooth criminal. Right. Oh, don't even right. Moonwalker, like that's like that Michael Jackson is just like the cool Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. so iconic. I mm-hmm. love that man. Mm-hmm. Rest oh, in peace, Michael. Yeah, rest I know. In peace. Yes. So, so how'd you make the transition? You were you're on your path to NFL stardom, mm-hmm. and then you decided to become a model. How did that transition happen? Man, it was. It was just a hard reality because in high school, I didn't get past the NCAA clearinghouse. It's a thing you have to take certain classes to, you know, even get considered to go D1. And I didn't, me, I didn't, I had one class that I hadn't took. So I instantly, they instantly told me, you're going to have to go to JC first. Mm-hmm. And so I was you going hope. to JC. Yeah, I was in process of going to JC, but I didn't get my classes paid for in time. So then they were like, you're going to have to miss a year. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I never missed a year since I was right. seven. Right. So I was like, this is scary. Like, and then I found out my dad was moving to LA for a little bit for work. And I was like, I'm leaving with you. Like I'm going, I gotta go. I gotta get out of Sacramento because if I don't play, no telling what, you know, what I could get myself into being bored in Sacramento, knowing everybody. And it was just like, I have to go. So I left. But in the process of leaving, I signed to JE Models San Francisco, and I signed as a model because I modeled when I was nine, mm-hmm. and I stopped to play sports, and then I came back to it after high school. But it's, the market isn't that big up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, um, you know, like, whatever, I'm signed, but it's really, you know what I mean? I still want to play football. So when yeah. I moved to L.A., my mindset was still to play football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in the process of moving, they were like, you're moving to L.A., JE Models were. They were like, we're, we're going to recommend you, you know, to HC so you can get signed out there. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I went out. For, I went to Ford on my own without even letting them know. Ford didn't pick me up. So I was like, this is stupid. I don't want to do it. I'm like, to play <laughs> But then they would tell me, they were like, that's what we do. That's what we're for. We yeah. recommend you. And then I ended up getting recommended to Wilhelmina L.A. Which is huge. huge. Yeah. yeah, and I signed to Wilhelmina two days later after meeting with them. And then I booked my first job the next weekend. And I was like, you know what? I have to make a choice. This 
or football, and I just chose that. Yeah. Because it was, it was, I mean, it was realistic. I knew I wasn't good enough to go to the pros. Honestly, it was a harsh reality, but you have to be, you have to be, you know, true to yourself sometimes. Yeah. You have to be honest with yourself, man. I'm glad I made that decision. Definitely. <laughs> I love it, yeah. Who did you want to commit to? Because I know that process um, is long. Uh, for to college? Out. Yeah, college um, um, I, I was going to talk. I was talking to UNLV mm. because my uncle used to go there. And I was talking to them, and they were like, well, you know, go to go to JC first because I had to get through the NCAA clearinghouse. Right. And at first, my uncle was like, go to Butte and Chico. That's like even more up north in California. And I was like, I don't want to leave Sacramento. I still had that mindset. So that's when I said I'm going to go to JC in Sacramento, and it didn't work out. And then that's when I was like, you know what, I'm out. Dad, where are you going? I'm following you. You, you know, know what? I mean? And you went big. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did that. Yeah. Yeah. So then, of course, you're modeling. You're doing mm-hmm. great. You're in all these ads. Mm-hmm. How do you make that transition over to acting? Man, that's the hardest because I kind of just got, I already had one foot in the door being a model. So mm-hmm. I got signed to a commercial agent, which is HRI Talent. Then they opened as a theatrical agency, and I just signed with the theatrical side. Okay. So once I signed with them, they got me with my manager, Mara Santino at Luba Rockland Entertainment. And she basically told me, she was like, she basically was like, I'm gonna sign you just because I like your look. But if you don't, if you don't <laughs> represent me right, if right. you don't book, I'm gonna drop you. That's what yeah. it was straight up. So, you know, I took a bunch of classes. I always studied, I always felt like you have to study on your craft. Uh-huh. And I still wasn't in love with acting yet, but what made, what made me fall in love on my third audition, I booked my first feature film, House Party Tonight's the Night, and I went to South Africa to film it. And that like changed my life. I was like, Tell us about that experience, do. please. Oh man, it was the best thing ever. South Africa reminds me of like San Francisco for some reason, downtown. I don't know why. I don't know why. It reminds me of downtown San Francisco. It's very beautiful. But you know you're in Africa when you see those mountains and, like, the trees. It's like, this is crazy. I love the people. It's beautiful. Women are beautiful. I love it. The food is good. Like, I love South Africa. I was in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I love, I love Cape things Town. I've heard about Cape Town. Yes, <laughs> I love Cape Town, and it was just the best experience ever. And you know, I was like, man, I remember uh, before every day on set, I was like, man, I got, I, I can't wait to get up. You know what I mean mm-hmm. to go shoot. So that's when I knew I'm in love with acting. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so you're 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 in house party, and you got this great role. What were your thoughts when you were on set? Like, did you ever have any th- do- excuse me thoughts of doubt, or did you ever go, I got this, yeah, I'm definitely. killing it every day? I had um, the first scene I. Had had to do I had so much doubt I was like oh this is crazy like now it's really here I've been rehearsing but this is it and it went actually it went very well and it's funny because the director it was an argument with my with my girlfriend in the movie and the director told her to say a bunch of stuff that wasn't you know scripted I didn't know how to improv yet I'm I'm still new I'm like what (laughs) so at the beginning of the scene she instantly just goes off with like in a whole, di- I, I wasn't expecting this, but that's good in acting. You're not supposed to expect anything. Mm. You know what I mean to make it more realistic. So when she did that, I was like, "What?" But it was real reactions. Right. You know what I mean? And I kept it going. I don't know what in me made me keep it going. I could have easily, but see, that's when I remember, like, "Oh, this is acting. That's improv. Mm-hmm. I got to keep it going." And end up being, end up going so well. And after that first day, I remember just going home and. I couldn't call my mom because I was in Africa, but mm-hmm. I was emailing her. Oh. I was so happy. I was like, man, I did it. Like, this is crazy. And they crazy. used the scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, definitely, good. Definitely, definitely. definitely. They you used know you did it. well. And um, it was actually, it was like a big part of the, I mean, as far as my character being introduced in the beginning of the movie. So, yeah, and they did use that. That was crazy. And I was just like, wow. I was happy. Did you watch all the house parties before you did that? I did. I watched, I watched every single one, but my favorite is number one. The is it? One, the first one, yeah. Mine is a 
college one where they you had like the college yeah, one? Yeah, the, the pajama jam. jam. Uh, the pajama jam. Yeah. I, I wanted to go to a college. Like, mm-hmm. like I was like, ooh, this okay. is what college is going to be. Yeah. Yes. And that <laughs> first one is just so classic to me, man. Like, I don't know. They had a bunch of great actors right. in there. Like, mm-hmm. that was a classic movie, so... That's crazy. I grew up on that movie, so to be uh-huh. in this, you know, in the sequel, and I met Kid and Play. Uh-huh. They were at the end of our movie, so wow. I met them. That was crazy. I was like, wow. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you also starred as Anthony Theo mm-hmm. on MTV's Faking It, yes. which is a great show. Oh, yeah. What is the best yeah. part about being on this show? It's such a high visible show as well. Um, I like the fact that you know they take that chance to touch on touchy subjects, as far as like you know. Um, you know, homosexuality in um, in high school and stuff like that, and, you know, uh, um, lesbians in high school, and also intersex. You know, one of the characters are intersex. And I just I just love being a part of something that, you know, is being edgy about it, you know what I mean, and taking that chance about it. You know what I mean? It's always a touchy subject. Me, personally, I believe in everyone has their own story, everyone's equal, everyone's going through something, so I'm never going to judge somebody off of who they love or what they, you know, what they feel. I was growing, I was raised a Christian, you know what I mean? I still am a Christian, but at the end of the day, I know, and in the Bible it says everyone, you know, is equal, and we all go through stuff, we all sin, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me to tell you, oh, this isn't right, I'm already a hypocrite because I know mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not right. I sin every day just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So just to be a part of this is just like it's big for me. It's like, man, I, I love it. I love my cast. I love the fans are so, you know, people go through this stuff every day. So the yeah. fans, they're like, this is like, I, I call our show like a drug. It's like an escape of reality for people who watch it, mm-hmm. who's going through it. You know what I mean? They find happiness in watching this show. So I think it's a big responsibility for me. For my character, you know, even though my character is just like a regular, you know, charismatic guy, you know what I mean? But I, it's still, I'm still a part of the show and I'm, I'm still giving people, you know, entertainment and, you know, giving them a story that they cherish. And it's just like, man, it's a big responsibility for me because without yeah. them, there's no me. Right. And you know then what, what I mean? would you like to see uh, the writers do with your character if um, you could had, had a choice? Uh, I, you know what? That's tough because I love everything they did. Oh. Um, in the in the second season, two B, they found out my character was a narc in the high school the whole time, and I thought that was dope. Like mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming when they right. to- yeah. when they told me for, before my first day of shooting, it was like your character, his secret is he's gonna be a narc. I was like, wow. I like that. I love it. I was like, man. So to do that, exactly, exactly. So to do that finale, it was just like, man, this is so fun to be a cop in the finale. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, yeah. right. And then you know, like being in such a, a show that's a little bit controversial by mm-hmm. some people's standards. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a moment when you were looking at the script and said, I don't know, does this conflict with me, or yeah. am I cool with this? Can I pull this off? Anything um, like that? Not really. Um, my love interest in the show is intersex, mm-hmm. so I was kind of like, "What is that?" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And which is dope. What it, what is dope is what what's dope is our um our show teamed up with intersex.org mm-hmm. and really um you know educated like all of us on that subject. But let's explain because there's people watching who have no who idea know. what Man, intersex is. You know what? Um, I don't know. I, I'm still learning about it all the way, so I don't want to just say it and not be all the way right with it. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. But it's something that I feel like we all should look look into because I feel like it's a lot of kids out there who's going through that and okay. don't and they feel like they're so like they, they feel like they're not normal. Right. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's why I love our show is it gives back to those kids out there who people you might you might meet people who's going through that and you don't even know. So yeah. 
You know, I, I think we should all do our research on that. Me, I, I know, I know a little bit about it, but I don't want to say nothing. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah want to mess you, you know up. Know I mean? yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's a really progressive show, which mm-hmm. is good yeah. to see. Yes. Yeah. So then you're also on um, Yahoo's upcoming yeah. show, which is Sin City Saints. Yes. Look at you doing it's it. It's basketball. Uh, yes. So you get to play. You get to go back to mm-hmm. your athletic roots. Yeah. Um, tell us about the show and what you like most about it. Oh, uh, the show is just about a young billion internet billionaire who decides to buy an an expansion basketball team in the NBA, which happens to be in Las Vegas. <laughs> and I'm his first-round draft pick. I play Ladarius Pope. And um, my character is like that guy who grew up only knowing about basketball. Mm-hmm. It was basketball this, basketball that. But though, and, and it was one of the, you know, one of the, the, the good kids playing. And you know what's so funny about those athletes is that you could look up to them and be like, man, he's dope. But off the court, you don't know, like, you don't know who Anything. he is. So, like, what's so fun about this show is, at least for my character, you get to see him. He gets injured early in the show, in mm-hmm. the series. But what happens is you get to see the real him, which is this naive mama's boy. He's like a... He's like a helpless romantic. He's like That's very a nice sensitive. Spin. That's a nice yeah. It's like it's crazy because he could be on this court and be this rock star, but when he's injured, you get to see who he really is. But throughout the whole series, the owner is like messing up his life. Uh-huh. But not on purpose. It's just that the owner is like an irresponsible owner. He's like him owning this team is way above like his head. Like he he's not ready for this. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it creates like this crazy like just this crazy circus. Now, what about your basketball skills? Did you right. have to, like, did you you have to rush football up on, side. Right. Did you have to rush Man, up on your skills, or you know did what? you have it? You know what? I got lucky because my character was injured for most of the show. <laughs> but, um, you had some time to practice. I could, I could definitely go out there and play and, you know, act like, like you the play basketball. rookie star. You know what I mean? Right. But I grew up playing football. Like, I was that football player. I played until my sophomore year, then I stopped. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just cheer my friends on. Y'all are too good. I didn't want to sit on the bench because right, I'm right, so competitive. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to just keep playing football and running track. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about something that mm-hmm. I'm excited is coming out okay. in August. Um, uh, straight out of Compton, which yes. is the NWA biopic. Mm-hmm. She was you, in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're actually, you play Dr. Dre's younger yes. brother. And I know you said you love Dr. Dre. Yeah. So what was it like when you got cast in this oh, film? Oh, man. It didn't hit me until... I booked it, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. But I didn't know too much about what they were doing with the movie yet. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what are they going to do with it? And then I shortly found out it was going to be a universal film. So I'm like, okay. All right. It's the big deal. Right. So I went to the production office. I think I had my first day of rehearsals with um, Corey Hawkins, who plays Dr. Dre, um, my big brother in the movie. And while I'm there, Dr. Dre walks out of the office. He <laughs> looks at me, but then walks back in because he's talking to somebody. Instantly, my heart drops because I'm like... Dude, I watched this guy my whole life. Right. Like, whether it's music, whether it's on TV and music videos, whether it's he, like he brought out Eminem, Fifty Cent. These are people that I grew up listening to, like every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I seen him, it I was just like, wow, this is Dre. This is Dre. I know they're gonna introduce me to him. I know they are. So they introduced me to him, and he just looked at me. He was like, wow, this is gonna be good because I'm playing his little brother. So he's like, wow. This is really gonna be good. And so that was a good cast. On. Yeah, okay, good. Like, he was smiling. Like I shook his hand and I introduced myself, and I was just like, it was just so awkward because we just smiling at each other. <laughs> I was like, man, this is crazy. Like this is really Dr. Dre, but it was like amazing. Yes. Yes. And then yeah. did you get to meet the character that you played? No, I did not. Okay. No, I did not. And there's a reason for that. You'll, you'll see. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait till mm-hmm. it comes out. So a beat on that set, of course, is it's mm-hmm. pretty historic because yes. you get to meet people like Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you feel about bringing, you know, a tr- because in other stories you mm-hmm. play somebody who's not real. Mm-hmm. This story you play somebody who's real. Yes. So what was the responsibility that you felt you had to be that person? I felt like I had a huge responsibility. You know what I mean? This is pe- these people are. People, uh, part of people's lives, you know what I mean? And to be from the West Coast right. and tell the story from the West Coast and people of L.A., they're not playing no games about Mm-mm. this story. So I felt like it was a big responsibility that me personally, I'm going to embrace. You know what I mean? I want to embrace that uh, responsibility. So to be able to, when, right when I knew like I had that responsibility, it was just like, you know, I was just asking my acting coach on set every day, what do I got to do to bring this character to life and bring the truth, to, you know what I mean, to bring this character to life truthfully. And he was, you know, he would give me, you know, my pointers. And Dre would, too. I was on set with Dre Oh, that's, every that was day. my question. Yeah. Did he yes. give you any tips? Yes, I was on set with him every day. And, you know, he he didn't tell me, like, personally what he looked for. He would just tell me that I'm always doing good. Or he would just give me pointers. But he would tell the acting coach to let me know. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, because the acting coach is going to tell you the best way. You know what I mean? Because he's the coach. And it was just, like, perfect pointers. It was straight to the point, And it really helped. So, Good. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see this. I'm so excited. I, I have you have you seen any of it yet? Eight from ADR sessions, and okay. I was just like, "Wow, this is really <laughs> crazy! Like, this is gonna be crazy. oh, your family's gonna be so proud, and your oh, friends man. are gonna be watching, yeah, man. Yeah. Everybody, I'm, I'm, man, everybody's gonna be watching, which is crazy. People I grew up watching are gonna be watching. Mm-hmm. So, and as an yeah. actor, is there anything that you wouldn't do? Um, yeah, right now, I think. Um, it, to 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 play someone who is homosexual would be kind of uncomfortable for me right now. Um, I feel like I'm still like getting into the game and I'm still you know figuring myself out. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know me personally. I don't know how comfortable I would be comfortable I would be going to set every day. You know what I mean? Having to do that, but that's like the only one right now. But me right, I'm, I'm so like ready for the future and see, ready to, for what's coming. Right. That. I, I'm I'm ready like me I, I'm ready to play someone real dark. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. such a clean cut guy. You know like what I mean? Like a serial killer. Something oh, like a, a drug oh, addict. Megan, something. What? Yeah. <laughs> I like, said dark. Yeah. I'm trying to play somebody like real dark. I feel like that'll give me like you know um, a different dynamic. Yeah, that'll you know propel I mean? you to the mm-hmm. next level. Mm-hmm. So that's. That's the only thing that I, I feel uncomfortable about right now. But right. at the same time, I'm 22 years old. I'm 22 years old. I'm, yeah, I'm so new far the, to go. Yeah, I'm new in the um, in the industry. So you never know later on. Yeah, right. yeah, definitely. So let's talk about you being 22 years old. Yes. I'm sure you're dating. Yes. Do you have a girlfriend or uh, boyfriend? <laughs> no, nah, I don't, we don't have know. A you know, we don't. We don't know. <laughs> I, I don't have a girlfriend right now. <laughs> okay. I was just in a, a, a long relationship. Um, so you're not looking. I was going to say, what do you look for in a lady? In a lady? Um, I'm not looking right now, but I just look for, it's just the little things. It's personality. Of course, um, you're going to be attracted. Uh, what's going to catch my eye at first is how you look. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that could go away after, like, the third oh, week. Oh, beauty fade. <laughs> like, beauty, like, beauty fade. Man, <laughs> so, like, it's just personality, sense of humor. I love girls who who are intelligent and very intellectual because I grew up, I, I didn't grow up very, like, with the, like, like, people around me weren't so intellectual. You know what I mean? I grew up more urban, like, in an urban type of, you know mm-hmm. what I feel? So, for a girl to bring that to me, I think that would just be dope. I, I, I would love, I look, I would love to date a girl that I could look up to. Okay. You know what I mean? Aww, Even I though girls want that in a man, I'm, I'm going to provide what I need to as a man, but I want to, you know, I would date a girl that I could look up to, but at, right now, I don't think I'm that man. Mm-hmm. 
So the, what I'm looking for in a girl is not who I am yet as a man. So I feel like right I'm now, glad you know that. That is so good to know that. And mature of you to even say that. Most guys like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. I don't feel like I got it yet. Like, I got a long way to go. Like, man, I, I, I realized that in my last relationship, reason why it's not what, it, you know, it's n- no more. But, you know, I love my ex. You know, she taught me a lot. And Yeah, always lessons mm-hmm. learned. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. And um, I just I just know myself now even more. And I'm like, okay. Nah, Is there, what's, what's one pet peeve that you have when it comes to a woman or relationships? Um, Pet peeve is the social network. Uh, stuff. It's the why'd you like her picture? Why'd you follow <laughs> oh, her? Like the it's nagging like, and like dang. in your business stuff. It's like, I mean, that's girls in general. You know what right. I mean? Girls, they don't play. So, but the social networks just creates more problems. It's like, yeah. dang, like that's like my biggest pet peeve. I think it would be that. That will change with time. I mean, mm-hmm. We're talking about girls versus exactly. women. So. Exactly. And you know, this is the 21st century, so this is new to everybody still. You right. know what I mean? So. Eventually, you know, people are going to be able to cope with it, with it differently. So, yeah. So, yeah. words to the ladies out there that are watching this. Don't be yeah. a social media nag. Don't be stalking <laughs> him. Because he's not going to play with him. Mm. <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, I'm glad we're talking about social mm-hmm. media. Um, and also, we- what, what are some upcoming projects? We know that uh, Straight Outta Compton is coming out mm-hmm. soon. Is there anything else that we should be on the lookout for? Um, Faking It is back August 31st. Um... I did an episode, I guess, starting the first episode of Fear the Walking Dead, okay. which nice. comes out in the summer, um, okay. which is going to be very good. I, I'm excited for that. Uh, and I'm on a new show called Recovery Road okay. on ABC yes. Family that comes out beginning the next of next year. You're ABC so shows are successful. Yes. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a blessing. Yeah. Super busy. Yeah. Let me let me touch my hand. I need some of this. <laughs> oh my god! Thank, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be a great year. And, you know, it's kind of, it, I get anxious and nervous because I'm like, what's going to happen? But I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, yeah. good. And then where can everybody find you on social media? Um, Instagram, I'm at Keith Powers. Um, Twitter, I'm at Keith T. Powers. My middle name is Tyree. So I just threw that in there for my Twitter, which is crazy because I want to share this real quick. Tyree is also the name of the character I play in Straight Outta Compton. Really? Yeah. So Look at that. When Dre seen that, it was like, wow, it was weird. So, yeah. It was meant to be, I guess. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Where can oh, we find you? You guys can always find me at Tesno's on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to use the hashtag BHL next. We're going to start <laughs> looking at those for real, guys. You're not talking to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me, Megan Thomas, at Meg Scoop on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Be sure to go to podcast1.com. Let us know what you think about Black Hollywood Live, Black Hollywood Live next, and everything that we do right here. Make sure you tune in next week because we always talk about who's up and who's next. Bye, guys. We'll see you guys next week. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.